Walter dropped me a fat beat. Yeah, I like it. Responsibility. We're going to talk about responsibility. Responsibility. If you are a guy and you want to be responsible, this is the podcast to do that. Responsibility. Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's a listening show. Uh, Don't forget, you, it's a show you can listen to. You can. Today we're talking about, uh, you'll never guess the topic. <laughs> <laughs> we said last time we're going to do it, so. Yeah, what was what was last time? I can't even remember. It, the church, church or something. Yeah. And then we were dabbling about responsibility, and I said, we'll save that for next time. <clears throat> yep. So. Hmm. Yeah, yes. usually as of late, we don't go into a show knowing what our cue is. So let's see how well we can dig into it or go around it. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't but, either. But Do you want to you want to uh, talk about anything about your week before we just go right in? Just jump right into it. You know, let me talk for ten minutes and then talk for ten minutes. Now let's jump into the video. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of my biggest peeves with YouTube. I'm exaggerating with ten minutes, but like two minutes of talking. And then, what? Let's just jump in. The, let's just jump in. Dude, you've been talking for two minutes. Anyway, yeah, the responsible thing to do would be to go right to the topic. I want to see a video about. that starts and within ten seconds would be nice. Let's jump right in. Okay, mm-hmm. but I really want to see the video starts. Let's jump right in. Today's <laughs> like, wow, you really jumped. Yeah. For, for like a second ago, I didn't know what we were talking about, but like a second later, we're there. But that was a jump. That's what I want to see, but it doesn't happen. Uh huh. We're not going to jump right in. Let's, let's dangle our toes right into it and then decide whether we're going to jump in after getting used to the temperature of the water. Let's dip our toes in this topic today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't have anything remarkable to talk about my week except. I'll probably talk about this next week. Fourth of July is coming up. I don't know what your plan is besides a sibling's birthday. But for me now, that means going back to the neighborhood I lived in last year because that's in a city that allows for fireworks during the 4th of July. It's just like a pretty normal, nice neighborhood, but they have fireworks in the street. And so it's such a spectacle to me because I'm only used to seeing them out in the country. So because my neighbor doesn't hate me. I bought a bunch of fireworks and dropped them off at his house. And in a couple of days, I'll be going out there, ride my e-bike up down the street, shooting sparks and shooting. Choom, 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 choom. Just, I can't wait. Yeah, you're gonna do so, it again. Yeah. Did you just you just asked your neighbor, hey, can I come back and or your your former neighbor? Yeah, you yeah. Just like, can I come back and do it? And Something like that. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. That's awesome. That sounds yeah. fun. So that doesn't really count. I I should say that for when I talk next week about what happened, that was yeah. the future. But you can dabble into your future if you want because I have nothing Let's remarkable. The wow. I think that's a good <laughs> I guess cue. we're changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I swung my hand like this and the tip of this finger just hit the, the button. You can yeah. talk about it if you want before we nah. jump in. No? Can, yeah, let's jump in. Okay. Okay, so last time we Jumping were, now! I wonder if we can't figure out exactly what we were talking about. It we were was talking about churches and... <sighs> it was something in, in regards to what... Like, I guess we could go right to the question, what, you know, we talk about the utility of responsibility all the time or whatever, but like, actually, I'd be interested in seeing, like, maybe we can delve into exactly what we think responsibility would look like with us 
And then maybe we could talk about why we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or why we will. I don't know. Well, I think we can get there. I wanted to connect to whatever we were talking about last week. So I think the idea of responsibility must have come from what our involvement is with the church and the problems that we have with it. I think that's, that's exactly that, right. I think that's how it started. So we can yeah. bitch about that and then maybe we'll get into more specifically responsibility. Yes, I figured it out. It was specifically related to the conundrum of uh, what my mom said to me, which was something along the lines of, you know, if you see the problems with it, it's your responsibility to fix it. Right. I so, disagree. Right. Why let's, do you disagree? Let's fight. Yeah. What about my own problems that I'm, well, I, I guess that's what she's trying to say. What about me? No, no, no. What about personal responsibility? And then your mom would probably say, well, that's what, that's what she means. You, well, should get your life in order before you try to sort the lives of everybody else is my thinking. So I'm sure her, whatever her saying is, is true sometimes, but I do not think it's true all the time. I'll just back up to that. Oh, I, I think I see where you're going with this. Give me an example, which would be fun. Okay, so what did your mom say exactly? If you see something wrong, then it's your responsibility. I don't want to put words in her mouth. It was something along the lines of, if you've got such a problem with the church, you know that it's on you to figure out a way to fix it. Now, I think that's more of a long-term goal. I think even, she, like, she would, I know what you're talking about. and It's the speck in your in your brother's eye and the log in your own. First, you remove uh, the log in your eye, and then you can yeah, better see to fix the speck in the brother's I'm, eye. I'm trying to reconcile the fact that I think both things are true. Yeah. I'm not necessarily disagreeing. So, yes, the speck in your eye thing is true. But to her point, if she's saying that a problem that you see is something you could be fixing, you can fix it by being responsible for yourself. So if you see something wrong in the church, what is your... What are you supposed to do about it? You're supposed to be the best church going member that you can be. That's how I see it. Because if everybody did that, the church would be fantastic. You understand? We all have a personal uh, input. It, yeah, but I guess maybe this just relates as to the church specifically. Sure. So we're, I like using the church example with responsibility because, uh, in my opinion, the church structure is one that's not working anymore. It's the structure that's the problem, not necessarily churches, because there are examples of churches that adopt the structure that are awesome churches. But my theory is that those churches are awesome, even in that structure, not because of the structure. They're awesome because the people and the choices they're making and whatever. Yeah. And, and the same is true the other way around, like that the churches who adopt the structure and are not awesome are maybe awesome because the structure is bad. And maybe if the structure was better then they wouldn't be not awesome. <clears throat> I don't know, though. I'm I think, sure it's some of both, but I think the structure is not good. I think what I was saying, personal responsibility, I meant individual responsibility. So we have responsibility as individuals, I guess, as it relates to a church specifically to be the best church goer that you can be. In the case of a church, if everybody did that, the church is great. I don't think that's true in, in a case of, oh, I want to be big, but not vague. Um, how about, oh man, I'm thinking anything political, essentially. The government, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, one that's not vague. Pull your pop filter off your mic there. Well, good luck. 
because yeah. it doesn't. This microphone is limited in where it can go, so I that's okay. end up with this I just, bull crap. I can hear the slight. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Nope. <laughs> the church, the church example. No, I know well, what I was thinking. I just couldn't think of one. Uh, so to, I guess jumping off the back of the speck in your eye or speck in your brother's eye, log in your own. Um, yeah, obviously that's a good thing to do that Jordan Peterson makes that point all the time. I think you almost said exactly what he says. It's like clean your room, get your life in order before you try to fix other people's lives or yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess, I guess what I'm wondering is how in order does your life have to be before you have the obligation to adopt more responsibility? Maybe it's right. That's how I see it. The right. At what point do you get the right to have responsibility or dominion over other people. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's it's responsibility for other people yet. So, like, for, like, okay, is it more noble to avoid adopting new responsibilities because you haven't <laughs> perfected your own? Or is it more noble to adopt bigger strat- strategies and perform them less than less than perfect, but as good as you can? I'm not sure this is what you meant. <clears throat> But I was thinking, is it more noble to, to <laughs> what was the first one? Don't take on more responsibility. Yeah, don't take on more responsibility and tell you the responsibilities you currently have are performed to the right. as optimal level. Or is it more responsible to take on more than you can handle? Well, I don't, I don't even say that. It's You can handle it, but maybe you can't handle it perfectly. Maybe that's, maybe that's just getting into semantics because yeah, maybe it's hard to bit. do anything perfectly. Maybe a little bit because I'm not thinking of. Maybe it's something like if you're not completely overwhelmed, you should adopt more responsibility kind of. Well, there certainly know. is too little and there's too much. Yeah. I don't. It's more, a little difficult without having a specific thing in mind like church. We were kind of narrowing it down and uh-huh. working within a, or I don't know, a structure or something. Sure. But certainly there's too much and there's too little. I don't know what's right. I know what I tend to do is not take on more responsibility because if I don't have the responsibility, I'm not responsible for it. And I'm not, and I'm doing no wrong quotes. Yeah. So really is it, it's like the less of two, lesser of two evils. If, if these are your choices, is it better to have fewer responsibilities and not take more on? Yeah. Or take on responsibilities that you don't think you can do as well as you should or very well at all. And I've, there have been situations in my life where I, <laughs> well, I've chosen either, but more often than not now I choose, if I, if I don't believe I can take those on as well as I should, I won't take them on. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, know if that's, I don't know if that's right or wrong. Maybe right or wrong doesn't come into it. But I mm. think... I have a theory. Go ahead. Um, so I'm thinking about, so think, about, think back in the times when you had the most responsibility for things. Uh, do you look back on that time in your life and think that was bad? Or do you look back and you think, no, I'm proud of me for that. Yeah, of course I'm proud. See that to me, that sort of answers the question. The, the, here's one other way to think about it. It's another biblical principle. The whole, I think it's revelation, uh, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm or I'll spit you out of my mouth. That Mm. idea. Mm. I don't know if that applies to this one in particular, but it's almost like if you choose, like, Hey, if you're going to mess up at something, you better have, you know, you better give it all your all kind of thing. Sure. And maybe that's more. Okay. Well, here's another, maybe it's another example. Sorry. Do you have something? 
Maybe both things are true, but that and what about everything in mediation, including mediation? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Uh, moderation include moderation. Sorry, what I say? Mediation? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> mediation in the middle, in the middle of that. Well, the, I, I would actually say that kind of goes to help that argument too, even if it is also a little conflictory because the whole point of that quote is everything in moderation, including moderation, meaning even uh, be moderate sometimes. Yeah, I, I was saying I think both means, can be true. Which it's you just, have to be extreme about some, like at least one thing at, at a time. Mm-hmm. Is I think kind of what that means. Yeah, I don't I know it. though. I don't know what the proper ratio is. There's not like a perfect thing that says <clears throat> you should be productive seventy percent of the time. I don't know. There's not that. You but, had a theory or an idea that I interrupted. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. And now. I was like, he's just rambling. Now he's going to forget what he was going to talk about. That's why I felt bad for interjecting. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'm I'm upset. <laughs> you can go ahead. I'm, I'm going to just think. About <laughs> I need it. a cricket button. <laughs> uh, Wow. <laughs> That's not at all what I wanted. You don't, you don't have a cricket button, do you? Oh, that kind of counts. <laughs> it's too peaceful, yeah. though. Not very uh-huh. awkward. You said something right before I kept going. Okay, the hot and the cold. It had to do with that. Mm-hmm. Spit you out of my mouth. Well, I guess Taking I can go into... Taking on too much responsibility. I'm going further back. There was a time in my life when I took on a lot, and I was proud of the responsibilities that I had. You yeah. were saying, Revelation, you said singular instead of plural. I remember that. So, so I guess cold. I'll. I guess I can go on a different. Oh, I, like I'll, the example of when I felt I adopted the most responsibility as an adult. I I think I did a lot when I was younger, and it felt really good then. But like as an adult is when like you can really do some stuff. And for me, that example was when I got the. I think it's when I got the contract to do the the album for the church for for their vbs program i had to do i had to do a handful originally i signed on to do eight songs uh fully write them fully mix them fully produce them mass master them um and it was extremely overwhelming because i basically had four months to do eight songs now fortunately there were kids songs and but that's still writing them mixing them producing them everything and i had never even finished a song before technically speaking. And so I worked every day, at least two hours a day. And every day I had off, I worked six to eight hours every day. Like and that is a lot to be mixing. It, it felt like a little overwhelming, but boy, after that four month period, when I, when I was like almost done and, and I was working with people and getting it produced and uh, hammering out that work, it was really tiring. So I also had a full-time job, but boy, I felt like so accomplished and so good you should know if you don't that accomplishment and goodness feeling spread to me as well i was very proud of you that's awesome like i was like it was it was hard i I, I spent and i did that every day i took one day break and then i should say i planned to take one day break but then i decided i just shouldn't take a break because i i'm on this roll and i don't even know that i can finish it in the time they need so i should go work and i went and worked for like four hours on my day break yeah it was a lot i would be up till like three in the morning and then i'd go to work and work from you know i'd be drive there at seven or whatever and i'd work from eight to five and i'd come home and i'd work again until i went to sleep on most nights but anyway all that to say i think that that was too much i think that my job, I know my job, that was like the only period where I knew my performance was lacking at my job because I just wasn't sleeping and stuff. 
but they kind of knew and, and they, like I didn't get in trouble or anything. I would, I have, I'm a really good worker otherwise, but I know that that was too much because I wasn't able to do my regular things as well. Like I wasn't brushing teeth as much and eating meals. And But the point is taking on responsibility makes you happy or fulfilled or proud. Yeah. There's and, never yeah. any shame in taking on even more than you can handle is mm-hmm. your point. Now here, now to juxtapose to that, I wish that I could find like other things like that, but maybe not quite as intense, mm-hmm. maybe more intense. Maybe that's what you need to like have a real drive. And maybe the, of course we both theorized that the bigger, the responsibility to drop, the more feeling you can get when you're able to do it kind of thing. Well, sure. The bigger the challenge that you overcome, the better you're going to feel. Yeah. I don't know if it, if you necessarily, I don't think you necessarily have to complete or finish like a race is the most obvious example I can think of. And there's a lot of things in my life that I do that I make analogous to a race. And the, the point isn't to win. The point is to finish the race. So I'm sure for a lot of responsibilities, it's enough to just take them on, not necessarily mm-hmm. do them as well as you wish you had, for example. So I'm sure I want to, this isn't the point of it, but it kind of counts. I'm sure you think you could have done at least one of those songs better. But that's not doesn't matter, right? Like you wouldn't, you don't regret doing the what you mm-hmm. did. So anyway, I think I told you like when I because I, I showed you every song I did, and <laughs> I think there was one song that I was like, I hate this song, but I had to do it, and that was the only idea I came up with in the time I had. And other people were like, Yeah, it's not bad. It's a kid's song. It's it's it, I what I wanted to do, and this was the part that I was really proud of is. I didn't make them unilateral. I, every song sounded completely different. And so I was like, anyway, that's, I don't want to get on that necessarily, but I do have a thought. Uh, there's a theory about um, accomplishment orienting. Like when you're, when you're, we as a culture are pretty accomplishment oriented. And we basically, the thing that people <laughs> tell people is that if you do stuff, then you'll feel good. Or like when you finished it, that's no, when you'll feel good. We're a comfort culture, but continue. Well, even like the subculture inside of that, that is the accomplishment oriented, like people, what you would, I think we're drinking. I think we're accomplishment creatures. I think we're a comfort culture, but that's, I'm derailing you. Yeah. But even like a lot of psychological, this is where I was going. There's a lot, there's a repeating pattern in psychological studies as well as other studies about forward momentum or snowballing effects where it's not necessarily in the finishing of a thing that you feel the best it's in the right in the doing doing. of it Mm -hmm. and maybe in the finishing is actually sort of a bad feeling it's sort of like 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 i think i remember telling you this about drinking alcohol like yeah the part that feels good about it is the is the rising getting the more it's not in the i've had the 18th beer now i'm feeling the best that i feel it's in the raising from three to four and one to two and 10 to 11 but when you sit on 11 then you start feeling bad because you're no longer raising anyway so it's sort of like well you know what it's like i could contribute to that but it wouldn't be a, a lot or i can Create another fork in the road. Do whatever you want. No, you must. You, it is you who must decide. If you think I said it, if it, if I got to said it bad, you can fix what I just said. You didn't say anything bad. I just wanted to. Well, whatever. I'll add a little bit. So I asked my dad once. I said, "What makes you happy?" He looks off and thinks because he thinks, and he goes, "Completing a project." I was like, "Yeah, 
And he goes, because when I worked for a long time and I finished like this, that porch, he was talking about that's, that's like, all right, it's done. And obviously I get that, but like you were saying, I think that there's a lot of fulfillment in doing the thing too. So the most recent thing I had was <clears throat> moving here. There's a couple weeks of moving on my own. So I have a lot of crap mm-hmm. and it was my back hurt like a bitch, but I were feeling, I was like, I'm the happiest I've been in a while. I just have something to do every day. It's like, I, it's a little bit different, but I have a plan and I do it. And I meet my goal every day. And it feels like this is dumb how moving things is making me happy, but it is. I was like, when I finish moving, I'll bet it'll just be meh. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I was happy when it got done, but I was most happy doing. Yeah. So that, that much was true for me. But I obviously understood my dad's thinking that finishing a project is the best, the happiest, makes him happy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my little contribution. I have another small example. I, I got a 2,000 piece puzzle that I would do with my friends and mm-hmm. and they'd come over and it was so fun like doing it and like you get a piece and it was hard and then you finish the puzzle and it's like oh yeah oh no way. man it was so hard until now it's finished but now it's finished video games are like that too yeah so I was just trying to think of one that takes a lot of progression that we both played so League of you call it League of Zelda <laughs> Leg- Breath of the Wild whatever that one is yeah. yeah so I remember when I finished it like other games I'm like Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> I want yeah. more to do. Yeah. So, and it, you know, I, I've, whatever. You understand that. That's the whole point is all. Awesome. I mean, I think that the best thing that you could train yourself to do is to get like a dopamine rush when you set a new goal. How cool would that I be? I read or heard of something. To, I don't know if it was Peterson or a book I was reading, but like, I think it was a book that the most successful not or the happiest people, one or both. They are in the habit, or they they take pleasure. Maybe it was Peterson. I don't know. They take pleasure in doing things. How did he put it? Maybe you related to me. I can't remember where I got from. But the key to success is to. Boy, no, it's a book. It's definitely the book that I was reading months ago. The key to success. I can't remember what it was. The point is. Love or fall in love with doing something. It's not about finishing it. You you love the process of doing. So if your goal is to, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Build a tree house. You. The, the, that that's what's going to make it fulfilling, and that's what's going to make it worth your time. If you can love the doing it part, even if it's a hard thing. So exercising. If you can love being at the gym, that's the most important part. It's not the goal you're. Counting down the days, the most important, best thing you could do for your goal is to love the act of doing that thing you're doing. Anyway, geez, that was a mouthful. I just couldn't remember where I got from and what pieces I was thinking of, but it was a book. What was the book called? <sighs> do you know who wrote it? I did, but it's been months, so I don't remember. Oh, it's, it's a book about habits, which very ironically and pretty humorously, I got like halfway through and I, I couldn't pick it up anymore. <laughs> okay. Book about forming good habits. I was like, this is good. Cause I can start reading more. <laughs> and I just sat on my, my table like collecting dust. I was I, like, anyway, I, I, there's a, there should be a joke about that. I'm going to write this down in my stand up ideas, but like you pick up a book, how to finish what you stop, <laughs> you know, put it down. <laughs> I don't know how to write and like W R I and like it runs off the page. Like yeah, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't format it well. Yeah. On the, how do you how format? to plan ahead? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, exactly <laughs> how to plan ahead. And then the, that's a great title. 
plant ahead as off a of, yeah. Or off I like how to something. finish what you start, and then it doesn't finish start. The never ending story. Well, that's the name of a book already? But yeah. like that's a great idea for a book. There's That'd be some, a great cover. We yeah. should write that book. How to finish what you start, dude? If we like, if we get what's the word? If for famous enough to where people want us to have a book, we will write a book together with all the funny things. We should write the book now. And there'll be a part of yeah. it that's a pop-up book during it. It just it changes throughout the book. You have these tiny text areas, and then yeah. then your drawings show up, and that's a color book, and then big font, and then a fox or from the character from earlier just pops up later. It's like a bunch of stories mixed together. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, the book Adventure itself book. is an art piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that'd be cool. Like fun. <laughs> that'd be cool. I'd I'd do that book now. I was thinking about because like both of us, so okay, good thing inherently setting a goal and doing it, doing the process of fit, of doing it, and obviously once you start doing something, it'd be cool to finish it too. But boy, that's not where you'll find satisfaction. That's where you'll find that's where you'll produce a thing. Like yeah, that's where you make stuff, and that's good too. Making stuff depending on if it's a good thing couldn't be good. But like I think. I think the hard part for people, I know the hard part for me, maybe it's the hard part for you too, but it's to find a thing that, like a goal that not only would you be willing to work on consistently and continue to work on it, but that you can and would do. You know, it's it's like, I don't know. It's like people are just, people are just lazy. I know I'm just lazy. That's why I don't do the things that I like to say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe the goal should be write one page a day, but it's hard to see like where that would go. Here's an easy fun question: um, What are some things that you would like to do or wish you would do with your time? You don't have to commit to any of these things. These are just things that populate your mm-hmm. mind. I, I hope you answer these for yourself too. Oh yeah, I have answers. Write, write. I'd like to write both fiction and nonfiction. I think that'd be cool. I'm not even a good writer, but I like the idea of of thinking through a thought as hard as like at refining a thought so much that I could write it, uh, write it clearly out and convey that idea to someone else in a really efficient way. So I like the idea of getting good at writing, whether that means write a book or, or whatever, but I also want to tell stories. So writing fiction would be fun too. Uh, producing an album. I'd love collaborating with people. I'd like to write music. I think it'd be really fun. I'd like to get better at performing live. I'd like to get better at singing. I'd love to write movies and, you know, and, you know, create skit, skit, sketches with you and make jokes and videos. And I think it'd be cool to do the other idea we're probably going to do. Just a reminder, you're not wrong. Just these are things that you... Yeah, could yeah. find time to do, would like to find time to do, should be I like doing. the idea of finding time to do them. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to distance myself from it even more. I'm not noble enough to do any of these things. I'm just saying it would be cool, and it would be good if I did those. <clears throat> There's a lot more things. I'd like, to, I'd like to go back and learn how to dance and exercise and stuff again, and I'd like to take up a martial art. You know, like there's a lot of good things. And any one, if I did any one of those good things, I'd be better than any of the things I'm doing now. But which one of those do I put time in? Maybe I just, maybe I just write and maybe with no goal in mind, just write something down. And then if I see this is actually becoming a thing, maybe that's when I do the work of putting it together. And I was just prodding your mind, asking you 
throw out on the table the different things you'd like to do. Sure. So that's that's a lot. There's a lot more, but but your turn. Yeah, you list, you reminded me of several things and some things I already was aware of. So I'd like to learn a martial art. Mm-hmm. Like to learn to play an instrument. Want to ride a motorcycle through the lower forty-eight states. So spend a couple or three months doing that. Um, shoot. Read more often as a general one. I do want to make an album. I do want to write a movie. So there's some several, some similar ones between us. I know there's more. Did anything I say remind you of some other things that you wanted to do? I'd, I'd, I would like to travel more. That You reminded me of that with your 48 states idea. That I'd like to see all the states. I'd like to go to another country. Yeah. Well. Well, these are, I mean, it's like you couldn't go to another country, but I was just thinking yeah. about things. Like if I just made the time and planned and put resources into it. Mm-hmm. And some of these things, like, you know, require very little. Like reading, it's just we're lazy. Yeah, it's just time. Time that so, we're willing to spend on other things. Here's a little cut. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you were guessing at what the secret might be to starting down a path to where you take up one of these things. Do you want to just guess at that some more? Like what yeah. do you think it would take for you mm-hmm. to pursue one of these things? Mm-hmm. <sighs> You want me to answer? Well, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm thinking for myself. Every Everybody that I watch or listen to or all the wise people that I know, what they say is you set aside the time. And you. Ba- it's like you have to think of it as I'm going to sacrifice this time to a higher cause. So, and, so as you, an example of my alarm on my wrist, my watch went off. Like, like oh, it's 1 p.m. It's time to sit down. And just and like, yeah, when it goes off right. at 2, it's like clocking in and clocking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But the thing about that is that it just removes the flattery of the almost all my ideas, except for the you know good habits one like martial arts and you know learning a new skill or reading or something. Almost all of them require being artistic, or you know, you know, allowing yourself to tap into um, the artistic spirit, um, and and that it as a person who is considered generally an artist it's you're not it's not like you produce art it's like you tap into the it's like you're the the force it's like it comes through you it's not yours you don't originate new ideas the idea is you're just a channel for them to come out onto a thing you're you you me by myself don't produce music because the music already exists my fingers are just doing it Conduit is the word. Conduit's a good way to describe. It's like a, it's, it is like a, the spirit of art itself is inhabiting you, and maybe it's not. Maybe you're not doing a good job of conveying it to where other people can appreciate it and hear what where it comes from. But when you like to set a time frame for that to happen, it's really limiting. And like maybe here's I know for me, for example, I have in the past that, and this was another, you know. Another time after I finished the album, I said, I'm going to keep doing this every day. I didn't have a goal in mind. And that's why I lost focus. But for like a first month or something, every day I'd go in for an hour and I would just mix. Um, And then generally what would happen is some, some of those hours, some days I would never get any momentum or anything done. Um, And I would find myself just looking at the wall and getting distracted and not actually sitting there and focusing on something. Uh, in other days, I would catch momentum about 50 minutes in, and then I'd have 10 minutes of really great work, but then my hour would hit, and I would think, 
wait, while I'm on this roll, I'll just keep going. And then I'd take up three hours doing that. And that was not sustainable. It's just not. Yeah. So it's like when you're doing an art artistic thing, it's all, it's, it's, it's impossible hard, it's to hard put to time regiment on the, it. It's hard to regiment the flow of art. Yeah. As I can see why it's tough for artists if you live in the modern world because you have to like sacrifice a lot of extra time to to do anything because half the time you're just going to be bad at doing it. And, you know, maybe that's maybe some artists are like, no, I always am good at it. But I doubt that. I, I would say almost every person who's an artist will sit down sometimes and think I'm trash at this. And it's because it's you're not exactly inhabiting that space where you can allow yourself to be <clears throat> um you're arrested by the, I don't know, by the spirit of art. The, the shoot, there's, there's a word for it, but I don't know. It's hard, but, but there are certain things that's just work stuff like writing where I can imagine uh, shoot. It would be the same with writing. Cause you're kind of like channeling an idea. But I can see is how it'd be slightly is better. Is the word mood? You have to be in the mood. I don't know. To create the stuff. I could, there's certainly times when you're not in the mood. Yeah. I, I had, I was really discouraged because I was going out and mixing. This is, I'm just using mixing as the example because this is actually one that I've done many times. I've set a, a goal to do. And sometimes I'd do that really good and sometimes I wouldn't. But I was get, I got, had a really bad month where everything that I was doing sounded bad. And I, and I couldn't figure out why. And so I was so discouraged that I just stopped doing it. And I have not really gotten back to it yet. So I don't know how to sort of deal with that either. Like the, the really bad months where you just are not, not good at it. I don't know, but I've had, but then there's been nights where I've gotten so much done in a short amount of time that it's like, what the heck that I did that. you know, it's just weird. I don't know that's what makes me think I should start with a thing that's like a reasonable but responsible thing that is not requires no artistic ability like maybe maybe this is maybe the martial arts people would disagree but like martial arts where it's just a good habit and you have to sacrifice time and and your and your body and stuff but and energy but but not not cross your fingers and hope to be inspired by something artistic don't wait for the mood to hit you yeah I don't know that I'd use mood because it's it's not exactly that. But what's I your answer? It. Yeah. What did you ask a question? Yeah. I said, what's your answer? What's for, answer to what? What do you think the solution is to getting yourself to a place where you can take on one of these responsibilities? Hmm. I think if generally, if you don't, if you're where you're remembering everything in your life. I don't know. I it's don't okay know. not to know. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't know. I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, but I would think that I need to pick one that is easy enough to where I know it's with well within my abilities. So I have no excuse for this one. Start small, and then make sure I have the time for it. Not necessarily schedule the time, but I, I, meaning with it's within my abilities, within my time budget, physical, mental, something I can do. And then shoot, I don't know how. This is the important part: finding time to commit. So, what, if that's a martial art, for example, one of the first things is searching online for a place and 
finding out all what that entails and learning about it, you know, that really requires like an, an event, a single time a day to sit down and put in most of the work to figure out what we're, but yeah, somehow don't know exactly, but somehow find the time to start. That's a, that's a big part. Hmm. That's, that's most often when I learn about something or research something is because I personally have an interest in it. And it's weird how motivated or productive you can be if you're personally interested in it, as opposed to I should do this. So there's, I know jokes have been made about if you got interested in underwater welding, it's, well, it's interesting. You saw and you want to just go learn about, you could, and and you have no problem just absorbing all that information. But if you were in school as a kid and they try to teach you a, book about underwater welding for a couple of days like and you wouldn't it's just weird how an inch a normal interest so among picking those uh, among if you pick that first responsibility that thing that's well within your abilities preferably pick the one you are most personally interested in mm. not the one that think you think is going to benefit you the most because i think you should start small if you can oh man reading i don't know pick something you want to read every day and you did it for a month and you like i did it i read like three books i did like now i'm gonna pick something a little bit bigger and you keep but you gotta start small because if you start too big like i want to travel for three months i don't know you gotta start small and that's uh, if you can't start with the smallest thing that you want to do there isn't much hope for you in taking on those bigger things well then you you I mean, Jordan Peterson has talked about it, but if you can't start small, then you have to start smaller even than that. Mm. So like, for instance, I know one thing I thought about was, and I think this is just so you know, I think this is my path forward because I recognize, oh, I don't want to forget where I'm going. I want to remember these two things. Can you bookmark them for me so I can remind you? Um, just I might have just forgotten both of them. <laughs> oh, shoot. Jordan Peterson said, if you can't start small, start Yeah, smaller. so like, for instance, I'll give an example. Remember, bookmark in your mind the writing a page a day. Okay. So that's one thing. Shoot, that's the thing I'm thinking about now. But writing a page a day, <laughs> I think that, all right, art, the artistic stuff, if you are an artist, you should do artistic stuff. I think if you're not an artist, you should try doing artistic stuff because, I mean... That's what people remember. That's what like lives on through time. That's the stuff that, that people use to sustain and to, it repeats patterns in the observable universe that are deeply meaningful to people. So make art, even if it's like very specifically to you or whatever, something that you do at some point might just happen to something that people on the broader scale will help them integrate with, I don't know. It will help people. There's like, I'm trying to think of examples. Well, you, there's a million examples of art that people that resonates with people and that it sticks with them in a different weird way. And it has its very specific niche or niche or however you say it, niche. And then it, maybe you don't remember it forever, but for that time it was really deeply meaningful to you or it was at least profound to you. The most recent example I'm thinking of was that Bo Burnham Netflix special. It was just like very artistic and it just stuck with me. And I'm not saying it was life changing or anything, but in that moment, deeply meaningful kind of thing. And then I, you know, and for almost surely for him, he would be a little creative every day. And, you know, some days he probably had bad days. I'm trying to use him as an example, but then overall, 
he stuck with it for this certain amount of time and it became a finished thing. And maybe it wasn't a perfect finished thing, but it was art. This thing you're referencing for everybody is Bo Burnham's Netflix special called Inside. Right. So anyway, all that to say, if you have any artistic ability, maybe it's maybe it is important to set aside an hour a day just for that rare 10 minutes in an hour that you do come up with something. The question is how to discipline yourself to, nope, I'm going to save this for another time. It, to stop yourself when you're in that that lucid sort of state of progress. But I think that that doesn't work. Like, I think that... I think it doesn't work with art that way. I don't know what the secret way. sauce is. Yeah. I think it definitely requires some sacrifice and to a degree some discipline. I'm thinking about like if you wanted to write a, a novel or something and you wanted to create the most ideal situation for yourself, it still wouldn't be guaranteed to work. So, oh, you got a sponsor or whatever. Money is no object to pay for you to live in some log cabin, really rustic place with no elect or no, no internet, no modern stuff. And you get to be out there for three months in the woods, peaceful, quiet place. So you get to work on your book. Well, that would certainly help if you, with all you got the best environment for your work possible. But if you actually were there in that cabin sitting down with a blank paper, you'd still struggle. Mm. So I don't know what the secret sauce is. I think maybe uh, there isn't one because if there was, or if there is, maybe we'll never know because if everybody knew, then they'd all do it. There'd be no, no special successful people. I don't know. Maybe the special secret sauce is the conduit. Maybe you just have to be special yourself. That's not very hopeful. No, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) That's funny. The special secret sauce is probably some. It's probably in the doing. Let's tie it back to responsibility, though. So, I guess the question is: Are we like our people? Is it incumbent on people to to become well to become responsible? Well, I don't, know, I don't know how degree. to answer that, but I had a a story slash ramble. And maybe based on that, you could criticize. So the question is, should people take on more responsibility? Give me a moment of silence. Push the cricket button. I can't think of that. <laughs> um, so allow me to talk a lot for this one. He pushed the cricket again. <laughs> I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's a choice. I think it's right to a degree, but I tend to opt for less responsibility on the condition specifically that I don't believe that I would benefit myself or others by taking it on. So an example of that is kids. Aside from my personal preference to not wanting to have kids, if you're just to think of the responsibility, I truly don't believe I would do well, who believes that they would do the best best of their abilities at raising kids, but certainly there's a degree to where it's so little or so insufficient a job that you go, that's not even worth taking on. And I think that's how it would be with me and kids. I think I would not meet like 50% of my potential for that. Therefore, I believe that taking on the responsibility of having kids would be a disservice to not just myself, but to the kids and the world as a whole. Therefore, 
it's the lesser of two evils to not take that responsibility on. That's how I think about it. Is that true? Maybe we'll never know, but that's why I act on it. So going back to your question, should people take on more responsibility? I think they should probably take on as much as they can. Certainly don't take on all the responsibility, but let me get off of that and ask you, what do you think about choosing to not take on responsibilities because you truly believe that you'd be super inadequate? Um, <clears throat> I like that example. Ugh. I had so many thoughts in that moment because I've got a lot of beliefs about what kids are and what people are. Can I use your example of not wanting kids? Yeah. So on a more general sense, I tend to believe more people equals better because like, if you look at how many people there were mm, in the world, that's that, interesting. No, like, like actually do the math, like throughout history, the more people there were like things were still bad. And sometimes things were really bad, but now there's more people than there's ever been. And it is better than it's ever been by far. And there's more people than there's ever been by far too. And you know, I'm, I'm not saying correlation is causation, but I have no better answer other than the more people there are the more good people there are and the more good people are the more great people there are and the more great people there are the more great things get done and great things that get done is exponentially better than good things getting done on a small level if that makes sense um so like like i mean even like a hundred even a hundred years ago i think there were three billion people on the world and a hundred years ago things were a lot better than they were 200 years ago as far as quality of living and starving people and stuff. But just in a hundred years to double the people, it's gotten like six times better. I think at least, you know, I, it's hard to measure metrics of quality of life and happiness. And I got to sure, keep you on track. You got to say what you think kids are and what people are. Sure. Sure. So I don't know, like a lot of people want to use the argument of overpopulation equals bad. But I mean, people in the 1900s were, we're, we're saying that, you know, we're at 4 billion people, which is too much for the world, and there's not going to be enough food for everybody. And not only is there enough food for everybody, there's a surplus in a lot of areas in the world now. Um, so I don't know that there's any proof of that. I think that people have <clears throat> Let me know when I can interrupt, because like you, I have lots of thoughts just listening to you talk. Well, okay. I know if her, we could talk about the theory of population control or whatever in the future. I just, I, there's no evidence to me that more people equals bad yet. Um, anyway, and because of that, so the other thing I think about is this is like semantics and this is differing by situation, but you think about people who have had bad parents and how a lot of them have had completely different outcomes. This is another example of the doing a di bigger disservice by having kids than not doing a disservice. And there are plenty of people who have had just absolutely terrible parents who were... And came out great, and people with great parents came out bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand So that. it's sort of a... It, I don't know. That, and that's, that's not... That argument makes more sense, but I still disagree with everything you've said. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So do you... Well, I guess I could let you go. I mean, I just hey, think that I proved my point, but. Well, I agree with you on one thing. I don't think correlation is causation, and I understand you're thinking that's the best ex explanation I got. I understand that. But two big problems. If there's more people, there's more good in the world, okay? If there's more people, there's more bad in the world, though. Yeah. So I'm thinking of percentages, 50-50. If there's 100 people on Earth... A thousand years ago, and there's seven, seven, seven billion, 
And 50% of the people that back them are good and bad. 50% are good. But who cares how many people there are? And number two, I think you're talking about quality of life, not I don't know what to call it, moral content. While people 100 years ago lived less comfortable, less fortunate lives than we do. Shorter. Sure. By quality half. Of quality of life, right? Certainly, and I wouldn't want to live back then because I'm selfish mostly, but mostly because I'm selfish. I think they were better people back then. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say that going in the future is creating more good it's creating more quality of life i don't see it happening for our morals so i don't know i don't know about that actually maybe not but but i'm i'm not gonna say it's tough to know what people like there were great people back then maybe they had tougher choices to make and so we look up to them better but i don't know that that necessarily makes them better that kind of comes to you know hard times create Mm. strong men and good times create weak men that is super true and that's why i think I now think that's why I think people suck today more than they would during like the war, or during like a, a world war. Where it's like, hey, like I jokingly said because people are arguing about the stupidest need, stuff in the world. I said we need a war so people can stop fighting, up, making up problems, literally making up problems. Yeah. But I realized, oh no, that's actually a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we get comfortable. We have nothing to. Anyway, I'm going off topic. So let me ask you something. This might be too reductionist, but would you rather have weak people or dead people? That's pretty reductionist. In fact, I'm not sure that's fair. Um, uh, well, weak people with, or I'm, not, I'm dodging no the people. question. No people. You'd rather have no but, people but than weak is, people. This is where we're different because I don't know what the right word is. It might be nihilist. I don't like the word because I don't know what it means. So that's why I'm ignorant. But um, this was I hit two of your three points, and we I just touched on the third one. So what did you just reduce? What were you saying before about? Oh, if you have people, okay, I th- I'm, I'm going to I don't mean dead there. people as much as non-existent people. They I'm, just don't. Right, exist. right. Well, yeah. I, th- that's right. I, I'm going to get to it if I can just serpent my way there. I think it is a greater good for my children to not exist. That's the question. And you think, yeah, you think the opposite. You think it'd be better if they had ex- if they could exist and suffer. And I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, reducing no. it. I'm reducing it, but that's fair. Well, they Is it better the, to be dead or weak? Is it better to be... And that's that's a, that's a fair to, question. Sure. Is it better for them not to exist at all? And I go, yeah, it's better for them not to exist at all. And that's, really? because, and that's because I think that, well, not that you disagree, but I think that the world and life is suffering. But you think that good, good is more prevalent? Mm-mm. What You said something specific, but we disagree Despite about it. this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A thousand percent. I think that that, that philosophy is dangerous. I think oh, that's, I th- I th- so why th- don't you just kill yourself if you think life is only suffering? Because uh, I'm I'm a coward. But that's 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 back. the only thing stopping that. Yeah, but let's but let's get back to the, the topic here. Okay, but help me out. I should just Google it. What nihilistic means? I think that's what nihilistic is, and I think that's why I don't like it because I don't want people to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Nihilistic is everything is pointless, pointless, and, and everything suffering, and the only it's only power and only corruption, and yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, of see, I don't quite agree with that, but I certainly am more, more that than an optimistic person. Sure, and I can I, so anyway. I sympathize with it. Okay, anyway, I don't know. So you brought up something. Would I rather you said would I rather have kids born into the world to make them suffer, and they would because that's what people do. But if that was if that's all that people did, then nobody would live. 
It, yep. Because people are not everybody are cowards. And not everybody who aren't cowards kill themselves. So there's something else, right? It's not as simple as you live, you suffer. That is true, but it's a lot more than that. Otherwise, you know, I said, I just. Well, said, I think not, not like a lot of people disagree. I think it's easier to be dead than it is to live. Living is hard. Dying is easy. Yes. The problem is, and this is just for me. I'm not saying it should be for others. I have no problem with dying. Not at all. I have a problem with killing myself and that responsibility. And mainly the idea that. I'll go to hell if I do, which hell would be worse than living on earth. So that would be a worse choice. So it's not, Mm. it's not like I'm afraid to lose what I have. I don't mean a coward like that. Yeah. I don't know if coward's the right answer, but I was just trying to be honest. It's like, I think things will be worse if I do. So it's certainly true. I think, I don't know that. I don't know that I hammered my point home well enough because I, I, Going back to the whole, there are more people than there have ever been, and it's way better than it's ever been. It's That doesn't re- eradicate the existence of bad, and maybe it actually means that the bad... Maybe there's new kinds of bad now, because there's new kinds of people who are newly creative. That's almost certainly true. And, you know, there's where there is substance, there is also equally just useless substance. Maybe there are a bunch of useless people. But the fact that a few exceptional people have made it so much better for everybody and that there's more visibility in that people people have the ability to shape. They have, they have the profound ability to create. That's what people do. And and it's like that is – that's – that wanna... seems to me to be directly correlated to why people exist. It's to create. It's to, it's to make and maybe making – Okay, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'll I have help the brain you out. Power. I don't. Well, I for myself, I don't want to sound ungrateful for how nice things are. Shoot, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But too, your strongest point was that life is clearly worth living. Yeah, life is clearly worth living. Is was your strongest point, as evidenced by this many people alive? And okay, I get it. That's that's your strongest point. This might be disjointed. This argument for me to not or to have kids or not is a fine enough one to have because my decision to do that isn't up for debate. I don't want that personally. So that's this whole yeah. thing is theoretical. So right. I can I can explore it. I have another point about that. Sure, I was just trying to jumpstart you. So I know plenty of people, and this is not to change your mind about it. We've had this conversation before, but I want to say this as an example. You cannot this I'm going to tell me if I'm wrong about this representation of your position. You cannot imagine a scenario in which you'd be a good father as reductionist. But is that true? And I think maybe I'm reducing it. Um, I can imagine a timeline where it is possible. So I'm not sure I got your question. Right. Okay. So you can't imagine a scenario where you'd be a good enough father. For your own standards. It's not that. It's it's a it's a I get one timeline. What are the percentile odds I'm going to hit a good one? Bad. I'm not going to make that gamble. Does that answer your question? So you can imagine, Sarah, you where you could be. I can see what that would look like. Okay. The odds are not good. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that I know about people and people who encounter things that they don't they don't believe that they can handle is that. 
they can to a degree they're very surprised about normally, especially in the realm of parenthood. Like, I mean, I know so many friends who have talked about, you know, some of most of them, yeah, I've always wanted kids and they had kids and they were like, it's amazing and it sucks, but it's amazing. And it's always more amazing than even they thought. That's like everybody's thing. But I've even talked to people who were like, I never imagined that I could do this and who I am because I'm a parent. I didn't know that I could do, I, I didn't know that I had this in me kind of thing. And it was like, maybe they, in some wild fantasy, they had this theory that they could become this thing. But in the having kids, it's almost like, boom, once the responsibility is yours, you level yeah. up. You're yeah, like, this that. is just, you just figure it out. You, cause I you're was, like psychologically and biologically wired to, I have this now. And now my body's going to step up and ch- change my, my brain to, to, to be able to do this better. This may not be important, but I think it's fun enough. Mm-hmm. You must've thought of this, but as a kid, you think my parents, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're their parents. That's yeah, what they are. that's what they but are. But I'm sure at some point, hopefully everybody goes at one point. You know, at one point, my dad, my mom, they were just like me. They were just people. They didn't know. They didn't. Yeah. And then I. And then you have a thought and you go, they were never ready to be parents. You can never be ready. No one can ever be ready. You know, so then you try to step back. Anyway. Yeah. That kind of lends to your point. It wasn't super important, but it's fun to think that no one's ever ready. No yeah. one's ever like, I'm ready to be a parent now. There are those that, that the best, the closest we get are people who think that they're ready. Yeah. But yeah. you can never be ready. Yeah. And, and they would detest that's true, I think. I, I think, think so. Good part. I don't know. I think that, boy, it's one of the most special things that can ever happen is having a kid. Because I can't wait till you do, personally. Well, I, I've only seen it from the outside and I can still recognize, like I see the way that people that I know intimately have changed when they had kids and how they grew Like people, I was like, that person is a child and they, they're going to have a kid. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it, I just, people's capacity to care for a useless thing is, is pretty intense to me. Like people's capacity for anything is intense. Like I think, Well, I've said it. Largely, people are capable of way, way, way more than they'll ever know. And the only way to unlock that potential is to jump out into the void and, you know, risk falling on their face. That's one of the worst responsibilities. I think it's maybe the worst, the one that we all have, which is the responsibility of knowing that you have this potential that you are choosing to not unlock. That sucks. I think we all experience that. Yeah, but I don't think we're. I don't think it's hammered enough. I think one of those secret sauces we talked about was discipline, and I can't remember what it was sacrifice. I think one of those might be uh, was it encouragement. That'd be a nice one. Yeah, <laughs> like imagine having people in your life like, "Hey, man, how's the book coming?" Oh, I know, right? But Boy. That, it would hurt, like just like sacrificing time would, but that would help. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make it worse. That's, I know that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, I guess a big piece missing from our culture. We don't really have that. We yeah. really have that. We have distract you so you don't remember that existence is a judge. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. that's everything. That's oh, man, just we, distracting you from, oh, we were, from knowing I thought about things. it earlier. You, you just kind of got close to it again. It, it sounds like it'd be a good topic for next week. What is it? Not responsibility. It's it's like that. It's um. <sighs> shoot. The prevailing moral of today or the lack thereof. So it's not like 
responsibility. It's culture. We've already kind of talked yeah, about culture. I can't remember but what it was. But I mean, if I, if I remember, I'll, I'll interrupt to say it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, whatever we're getting close to, what that end of responsibility was interesting to me. Maybe we'll think of it next time. Well, there's a practical, going back to kids, there's like a practical reason for people who don't want kids to have them too. And I people don't think about this because it's hard to plan for what it's going to be like to be old. But you're going to be old one day. And would you rather be old with people that you raised the way you wanted them to be and that have a familial bond to you or would, you know, I, hopefully you can maintain the relationship overall healthy and you're not going to do it perfect, but, but there's a lot of messed up families who, you know, now there's a bunch of old people and their only people are their family now. And, and there's plenty of old people who didn't have families who are just alone. And that just seems well, that seems like a nightmare to me, and that's why I want kids. I mean, I want kids for a lot of reasons, but boy, if I didn't have any, and one day I'm just an old man, I don't know that there would be a lot of meaningful things in yeah. my life. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know if you can make sense of this or understand it, but I'm so happy for you and the prospect of you having kids. But I've been honest with myself. I thought, okay, can you imagine being old? You have no family. You have nobody. Mm-hmm. how would you honestly feel about that would you think i should have gone back and this is for myself mm-hmm. should i have gone back and had kids like where would my kids be now what would life be like now as an old person i'd be like no i don't think so my Tell kids, me why. i think my kids would be off doing their own thing and they have their own lives to live now and they don't need to be hanging around me and same would with you, same with marriage. Well, and a be wife. selfish. Be selfish. Like, would would you rather them come hang out with you? Oh, if I had a family, I would make it a point growing up. Like, you have each other, and you're the most important people in your lives, and we have to spend time together, whether you want to or not. <laughs> so, once they grow up, though, maybe they're presented enough to make sure they never see me again. But no, <laughs> yeah. if I if I was selfish, and had my way, and had kids, and I was old, yeah, I'd like to see them as about as often as I can. Mm-hmm. But I'd well, also be fine would you here. like them to take care of you, or do you just want strangers who get paid? Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that like you're, you're going to need. I don't want either of that. Well, you're going to have but, it, but right, you hit the choice. Right. I understand. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get old, but I don't. I don't want either. But I also don't want the responsibility of bringing people into this world. So that's yeah. the, the one I chose. Yeah. Okay. Well. Maybe there's, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm, not, I'm definitely not arguing with you. Well, I don't think it's, there's a right or wrong. I just think there's a better and a worse, like pretty clearly. I think there's, not for all things, I'm not saying morally is, yeah. morals are flexible or whatever. But for you, I absolutely, it's weird because I sound hypocritical almost. I hope, I hope I'm not being, I hope it just sounds like I, do, you, I, I think know, you call not. me out. But no, for you, I think what sounds right is wife and kids. For me, I think what sounds right is no wife, no kids. Yeah, it's... And I know that's the case for some people. It's, I'm not even, I just worry about you because of that. That's just being honest. So, okay, there's a difference there I'm, I'm curious about because I can see and acknowledge in my mind why the differences are good between us. You don't see why the differences are good between us. I can see the I can see the short term benefit by for by like way okay. uh, like no question because you, you because only, what you okay. said like you, it's like yeah okay op- so at least you're not like completely like oh yeah ignorant or oblivious to no. my side it just but not you seem to think that I'm wrong because you said no. you think that's right for some people but you don't seem to be 
I don't think it's a question of wrong or right. I, I, I think it's just an optimal and less optimal. And, and you're, you get to be, here's the good news about people as individuals. Uh, in a free country, you largely get to determine many of your outcomes, whether you plan them out or not. Like you have the potential to be able to plan them. So it's like, you know, at some point you're going to be 35 are the choices that you make now that you're 29. Are those going to, are those going to be good for when you're 35? Pro- you know, probably, I think your plan right now is a really good plan for a 35 year old. Well, I want to bring you back down. Do you think that would be best for me to have a wife or kids or do something different than what I want to do? It's okay if you disagree. I just want to know what you think. I think I do think that. Think what? I think that I think that generally sacrificing what you want for what is good for you and good for others is generally the best choice. And I think that it is I think I've already stayed stated my case about more people equals good, especially if you've got yourself generally in order, which I, you do. Can you I don't know if I'm not understanding or if you're being long winded. Do you think I should be married or do you think I should have kids? Yeah. I don't again it's not a question of should. I think it would be better if you did. Okay, for I think, both? Okay. Yeah. That's a, okay. And that's not even a statement on you. I've like I would say that to a bad person. No, it's, it's, I, I would say to a bad person who I don't have faith in, if no, you got I, married and had kids, that would be a net benefit I to understand. you and other people. I just want to know how that was for you. So we're a little yeah. different that way. Like, yeah. Well, shoot, I take it back. A little different. So I can yeah. look at you or someone and go, uh, yeah, you should have a wife and, and or kids. I can do yeah, that. I, obviously, there's exceptions. But I, Some but people never, are, I'd never suggest to somebody... If you're not a monster who would actively ruin right, your right, kids' lives right. and stuff, it's I just, would generally think, just, yes, that'd be good for you. Okay. I just because, yeah, especially people like you who know their weaknesses and observe like, yeah, I'd be suboptimal as a dad for these reasons, or at least I wouldn't want want this. And then that that is, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy, a good reason not to have kids or whatever. Um, especially people who are self-aware about that would what I tend I tend to think would do really good at it. Because they would recognize their shortcomings. And then they'd have, hopefully, if you had a wife and kids, then your wife would round out the parts like you would get your breaks from, I don't know. I just think that it's it's a lot better than, well, than certainly we give it credit for. And, well, certainly you give it credit for. And, I'm glad to know what you think. I'll have to think on it. But initially, I'm a little... I get why you'd be tenuous. It's not... A little disappointed that you... Well, I'm not disappointed. But I'll use that word because I can't think what it is. I'm a little disappointed that you don't think that what I want for myself is what's best. Mm. So that either means one of us is wrong. I mean, I don't I think could, it does. I could be wrong. But then you also you said it's, and I don't think it's about right or wrong. I think it's what's right for you. Well, I don't want to get into the whole my truth is better than the truth argument because right, both of us don't think that. I just think. I don't know. It's, like I, I, yeah, I mean this selflessly though. I don't want you to be unhappy. For example, if ten years from now you have a wife and kids and I don't, and you're like sad for me, I'm like, but this is what I wanted. Yeah. And then if you're sad from, I'll feel bummed. Like I failed you somehow, oh. even though that's not my responsibility. So I'd be still be, be bummed sad. that you're. You understand? That's the. That's not disappointment. But that's the feeling I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't make you upset. You didn't I hurt just, my feelings at all. I was just. Yeah, I was trying not to. <laughs> I think. I don't. Well, I think a lot of stuff. Obviously, I. Aside from the fact that, 
you know, you're one of the closest people in my life and I know you really well. And I just like, yeah, I know you'd be a good dad. I just know you would, you'd step up and you do it. Like you just would, because you always do with everything. You just step up and do the thing. And so I just know that about you. And so I'm thinking those kids would miss out on an awesome dad. But aside from that, I'd also like, here's just like theoretically, like you can go with me in the future. You can imagine a scenario where maybe I do find wife and I have some kids like, like you want me to. And like, I'd like to, um, and I make it to 50 and maybe things are okay. Maybe they're not, maybe, maybe there's been tragedy in my life or whatever, but maybe I have some of my family, maybe some of them died who knows, but mm. some family I have. And I, and you know, juxtapose that with this is as our plans go, even if they don't go perfectly, I have some family, hopefully. And then if the, if you your plan plays out, then you 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 still don't. Like you've got friends and you've got people you've accumulated in your life. That that just seems kind of sad to me once you get to an older age. Like that theoretical play out, even if it's not perfect for either of us, my plan seems to work out better than your plan. I think I don't know. I that's that's think, why I, I think played I spotted out. an area where I fail a little bit. So, like, I want you to have wife and kids. You want me to have a wife and kids. We're agreed on everything except for your end. But the inverse, I think, for me is true in that if you did not have a wife and kids uh, when you're 50, I'd be a little sad for you the same way you'd be sad for me. And then I go, man, his kids are missing out. The kids he doesn't have. His wife is are missing out. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. The only difference is that <laughs> when it comes to your future, we want the same thing. When it comes to my future, we don't. And that's why... But I understand that bummer feeling. Yeah. That's okay for you to want different thing for me than I well, want. Well, I'll even, shoot my camera. I honestly shit. want you to just be like happy. And I know that happiness isn't the ultimate you right. know, measurement of your you still you know, wish life, happiness on your life thing. success. But I, I know you'd be happier right now if you didn't have the responsibility of kids. Well, actually, I don't know that, but I think you'd be happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I'm with you on, on right now. Honestly, I think I right now I'd be happier without kids, which is weird because I've always wanted them. But just like, you know, independence and freedom is awesome. And when you're tied down to a thing for 18 years, that sometimes annoys you and like breaks your shit. And like poops. I, Yeah. Like it's it sounds pretty sucky. It also is the most meaningful thing. And well, I think it is the most meaningful thing in parents lives. Well, duh. So it's like, boy, <laughs> It just seems like a net good. If, if to me, as soon as I realized, I played it out in my mind, as soon as I realized how many children grew up in terrible, terrible situations where that parent had no right being a parent and they actually were a net good to people in amazing ways, that's when I realized, boy, there is no... You got a fair shot. Boy, heck, I mean, if, if life is suffering for everybody, but you get to exist... And you get to be part of the story, the narrative of existence, which mm-hmm. is a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. Hey, you got to be a blip. You got to be. Mm-hmm. That's good. As far as I'm concerned, you were. I and and maybe maybe that's foolish of me to think that, but to think otherwise would not be a very hopeful way for me to live. I I agree. I I hate feeling like I have to justify or explain myself. I'm not nihilistic because I cherish life. And like most people think that saving lives and preserving life is the best, most important thing you can do, obviously. And I don't want anyone to die. If I, if I had it my way, nobody would die. Yeah. So I'm not that person. I want all the burnt, nothing like that. I just don't want that responsibility of. Yeah. 
That's all. Well, that's not all. I personally don't want to have kids, but yeah. on the responsibility side. So we're back on responsibility again. What is, let's talk about this. Maybe this can be the last thing we go on responsibility, but I also have an aversion to responsibility and it's only certain response because some responsibilities sound flattering. I mean, at least they sound fun, <clears throat> but there's a lot, but generally I think a lot of people are, maybe it's just how the culture teaches us or maybe... Maybe it's a natural thing to be, to have aversions to responsibility, but you just said just now, I just don't want that responsibility. And I guess my question would be why? And that's a question I'm asking myself in this scenario too. Like, why don't people want responsibility? Is that indoctrinated in us to say responsibility equals bad or struggle? Or Um, I think that's part of it. I think um, us being raised to value comfort in the highest as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peterson was on about that. Like, we're the generation of rights, not the generation of responsibility. We're taught about how good and important rights are. So if I have the right to lay around at home all day, that's more important than my responsibility to contribute to the world because of what I've been taught, as an example. So I think that's part of it. And further than that, even, your rights are someone else's responsibility, <laughs> right? That's what he said. So the direct co- like, you can't have rights to that responsibility because yeah. maybe you have the right to lay down on the couch, but... It's because someone else is being responsible enough not to come into the house and beat you to death with a bat yeah. on your couch. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That's, that's a little bit of a bad example. But, but you do, literally, you don't have rights unless someone's responsible for maintaining them. Yep. So why is it that people don't like responsibility when it creates so many good things for people? And I, I think it comes down to indoctrination deeply. Well, but. I think it's part of it. But the other thing about responsibility... Oh shoot! I think I I'm, I almost lost it. I still have it. You said we don't like responsibility. It's more that we've been trained to dislike it. It's not that we don't like. It. As an example, so for example, men people could love having responsibility in their lives, but we are we're taught it's like broccoli, and we've never tried broccoli before. We've just been told it's yucky, mm-hmm. and that's so why I just assume I hate it. Yeah, it's healthy. It's not. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste good. So I, I told it's not taste good. I, I don't want it. Mm. I try. I'm, I tried responsibility once. I tried broccoli once. I didn't like it. Mm. I'm gonna stick to my cheese whiz. Or even more than but that. Then, maybe it's not gross, but it's not sweet tarts. You know, it's it's just wh- whatever. Not something it, else. It's yeah. not, I'm, I didn't say broccoli was gross. I just said it is, doesn't taste good. So we've been taught do what's tasty. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so someone's saying, hey, if you eat this broccoli, you'll get these good things out of it. Yeah. Um, so it's not that people, I think some people are avoiding or are without responsibility because they're unaware of how good it is or the goods that it yields. We're just taught, we're not taught about responsibility and what broccoli does for you. We're just sure. not taught. We're ignorant. Yeah. Because we're taught about the wrong things. I don't think that's all of it. Yeah. Selfishness well, I mean, exists outside to... of that, but because, I mean, create a situation where uh, you're born uh, in medieval, medieval, medieval times as the royalty, or sorry, the heir prince to the king who has everything, and now uh, you, you have access to all this. You can just lay around all day, or you could, when you become king, give, distribute your wealth and food to the people but you don't have to. You can just keep it for yourself. I think when you take away the res- oh, responsibility, the consequences, that's when you, if you take away the consequences, a lot of people will be bad. 
Yeah. And so I don't think culture or have you said was, is all of it. That's one of it. It comes down to it. People will choose to not be responsible mm-hmm. anyway. So the other part it's important to remember also is that it does kind of suck responsibility because you're subservient to it. If it's your response, like it's, it's literally putting yourself under a master. Um, I wanted to bring up that point just to bring up another point is, uh, um, I like the way that it was represented in what was that book? Well, the Bible does it. The Bible re- represent it like this. It's like you are you are a slave to something, mm-hmm. and it's like what are you going to be a slave to? You get to pick. Actually, that's the special thing about people is you get to pick who your master is. Right now, when you're in a free country, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, do you want to have your master be pleasure? Do you want you have your master be, um, you, you know comfort or or success or wealth or uh you know uh, celebrity wh- whatever you whatever it is you're subservient to pursuing this thing you're going to uh, be slave to something so yeah when you choose responsibility for a thing you get to you get to pick what you're subservient to and you know i think the reason that i i so stuck on the kids point is because there's to me unless you are like freaking i don't know martin luther king or like some person in high position of power who has the ability to change lives or you have this grand idea you're jeffrey bezos and you create amazon who changed lives by delivering things to your door and saving people time and anyway money unless you're like one of those people who literally has a hand in everybody's life day to day it's hard to to make a really impactful change and to do a really good thing but like kids are one of those things that a lot of people have the ability to just boom, produce good thing in my opinion. And because I see it that way. And, and I think I justified why I think it that way. People equals better than it was before and more people. Anyway, all that to say, it's a pretty easy way to create really good thing really quick, but it is responsibility. And so a lot of people's aversion to responsibility in general um, anyway, to tie it back to what I was saying, responsibility is a, is a, you're slave to that, but at least you're not slave to something else that you didn't pick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people, that's not, I wasn't taught that. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I was, but I, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been taught that in public school for sure. You're going to be slave to something you get to, if you have the choice to pick, maybe you should pick something noble. Um, Anyway, I just don't want to be slave to, yeah. I think it would be more noble to be a slave to something I choose to be responsible for willingly. I say this, the slave term sort of loosely, but I think it represents what I mean. What do you think about that? Yes. Another way of saying that is everybody worships something. Same thing. They yeah. worship something. Everybody is a slave to something. Well, you're like you like even your time expenditure. Maybe you're subservient. Maybe you're slave to pleasure. That's like the only. I think thing most you think people about. are. Although I think yeah. pleasure is a bit of a broad term, but that's what we value most. I think is in society. That's true. And I don't think that we should, and it bothers me. But yeah. but but going back to something we said earlier, what right do I have to tell others what I think about that if I don't live that way myself? Sure. That he who was with, yeah, yeah, that he who was without sin cast the first stone or you can't yeah, you yeah, what you said. So that's kind of where 
I think it's one thing that bothers me the most. I've been trying to pin that down. But I don't want to get into that too far. That's enough. Oh, I'm I certain sorry, just to clarify, I am not I am I'm talking about the mud while myself being covered with mud. I'm I would say I'm subservient to pleasure. Yeah. That's my primary orientation in yeah. life. Yes. I I don't I've seen think you. Yeah. I've been on all fours and pleasure has a whip. <laughs> <laughs> so this is me. This is me inside the pig pen, yelling out to yeah, yeah. people that's, or to the other pigs, like, "Hey, it's gross in here." To get a bit meta, that's typically how it is on the show. We talk yeah. we bitch about things that we are a part of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I love our hypocrite asses. That's good. I I do so. Practical application. We've worked this through mentally in our head. I. I think that writing a page a day, that's a responsibility I'd be, I'd be willing to, to, to do. I don't have one. I didn't ask that question, but good that you thought of something. Yep. Your turn. Do you have one? No, I, I don't. Come up with one. What does this mean? What I want, the smallest? What, I, what I want to do the most. No, no, no. This is like, um, what, what's the question exactly? A very small responsibility. What is a very small responsibility that you would be willing to adopt? Like tomorrow. Well, see, I would have to Brushing think about your that teeth? really hard. That's, I think that's the most important thing is a start. I don't well, know. not the, not the big, not even the biggest one you can handle. Just one that, yeah, I'll do that. But I need to think about it. Uh, I'm not weaseling out of it. I would actually have to think about it. Yeah. I want to write them all down and then think about which one is actually practical or I should approach and then, and then have a plan for that little one. Okay. Even if it's a little one, the method wouldn't change. But yeah. I got, I have one that I did last week. Again, I did it a year and a half ago or something, but I wrote down like drink five glasses of water a day and I have like a little check mark that I get drink water and, and every time I drink it, I mark it off. Hmm. But I was like, that'd be a responsible thing to remind myself to do every day. And I do it every day. Drink, drink five glasses of water. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't bad. And it wasn't. It's not like I'm a better person for it, but maybe it is like I'm a better person. I don't know. That's a very small thing that I was willing to do. I don't know. Do you, you don't have like a really quick example? No, nothing that doesn't sound pious because I'm already doing everything you're doing. I drink way more water than you. I already brush yeah. like you suggested I do more than anybody I know. Yeah. I don't know. To see it sounds really stupid. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. I actually have to think about it. It's important. Okay. Well, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Next week, we'll see if we can, we'll see what happens next week if it's a tail on this or something random, but that was fun. Yeah, it was sticking, good. Sticking to something and starting to dig in in the second half. It's like a little bit of this. You were. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of. <laughs> you just snort. A little bit of. Hey, do it, right. Now that you're on camera, do it again so they can see. A little your, bit of. Well, no, they. A little bit of. Yeah, that's how you emote. That's how you emote focus. And, <laughs> <laughs> just a little sniffing of yeah. eyes down. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you you close it. It's yours. Um, amen. <laughs>